Hey, I'm going to tell you what email, yellow jackets, and rednecks have in common. Welcome to Leads Unlimited. I'm Paula Pollock. Each week, I share real stories from the digital marketing trenches and execution advice on all things lead generation. Leads Unlimited is essential listening for business owners, marketing managers, sales leaders, or anyone with skin in the lead generation game. Thanks for joining me. Hello, how's it going today? It's Paula, and I want to chat a little bit about something that is just really ticking me off, and that's about like spamming, and I'm getting so sick and tired of people spamming me that, and it's not what you think. It's kind of like becoming a yellow jacket. And I want to tell you how to avoid becoming a yellow jacket spammer. You know, those nasty little wasps that come and, you know, join your picnic, whether you invited them or not. Yeah. I think that's where we're at right now. I think there is this horrible problem where people are assuming they have permission to market to you. And I don't want you doing this with your list because it's going, it's going to bite you in the butt and I'm going to try and help you here because I'm really fired up about this because uh, the story goes, I was actually looking for something specific in my email. And now I have a pretty organized inbox uh, in my business and I, you know, I have it sorted and I have all kinds of good, you know, filters so that certain emails go into the right buckets. And for the life of me, I could not find something. And I was going through different folders within my email today. And one in particular just kind of blew me away. I hadn't really been paying much attention to it. It had a lot of you know, emails, you know how it has that little number next to it. And it's, you know, shows you how many unopened emails you have in that folder. Well, it had a lot. And I kind of was like, well, you know, I'm sure it's probably just old stuff. And so in looking for this particular email or this topic, I went through and I go, most of this stuff is fairly current. This isn't a long list of, of, you know, three weeks, four weeks, two months worth of email I hadn't gotten to. It was really frequent. And it was all from the same company. I'll tell you what it is. I mean, you probably know them, ClickFunnels. And uh, now, mind you, I use ClickFunnels for part of my business, and there's some of my clients that use ClickFunnels. So I'm down with you know being on some of their lists. So I did what most people that know email do, and I went down to the bottom of one of them and said, "Let's see, maybe I'm just on you know the wrong list." And I clicked on the unsubscribe button. And I looked at this list, folks, I can't even tell you, I think it, there were over 20, 25 lists named on there. Now, I wasn't subscribed to all of them. I had obviously unsubscribed to some, but I was looking at the names of these because this is how your emails are set up in your inbox. And this is what a person who is managing their subscription will see. And I looked at the names and I'm thinking, when in the hell did I get tossed into that list? I never heard of that product. I've never shown interest in that product. And it, it kind of occurred to me that 
you know, ClickFunnels has gotten so big and grown so much that odds are they're just kind of, you know, just throwing propaganda at you and saying, oh, you'll bite on something. And so they have become a yellow jacket, in my opinion. You know, and like I said, yellow jackets, those terrible little bugs that, you know, will bite you and they don't care. And then they sit on your food. They're worse even than flies because they they will like attack you if you try to shoo them away because they have decided that that, you know, piece of meat on your picnic table is theirs. And, and if you've ever been stung by a yellow jacket, I can tell you it is not a pleasant experience. That is a nasty bite. Um, so I don't want you to do this. So I decided I got to talk about this uh, and, and get some clarity around this because I don't think that people are paying attention to this. I, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of garbage out there on this topic, and and I think we need to to address some of it. So anyway, the three things I want to uh, kind of cover is 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 of course what not to do, and and then also you know identifying whether or not you are a spammer. You know, it's kind of like Jeff Foxworthy. I'll, I'll tell you who that is for those of you who are a little too young to know who he is in a minute. Uh, but, and then also, of course, what works, you know, what really, you know, resonates with people. Now, remember, I usually focus and predominantly have a client base that are B2B. But for this message to you in this podcast, I want to address both B2B and B2C because they are very, very unique. Okay. Uh, so first of all, let's, let's talk about your target's perspective, okay? So you know who your target audience is, all right? And hopefully you have taken the exhaustive time that is needed to kind of crawl around inside your target's, you know, brain a little bit and, and understand, you know, what it is, you know, they want from you. Is it a short-term short cycle? Is it a long-term cycle? The, the point is, you know, once you've bought something from someone, I'm sure you've done this. You bought like say something off of Amazon and you start getting the emails that say, hey, we got, we've, we've processed your sale. Hey, we're about to ship your stuff. Hey, your stuff is shipped. Then it's like, oh, here, track your shipment. Now that's helpful information. Now, a week later when I get the, how was your experience? Okay, maybe that's all right. But then I start getting, because I'm an Amazon member, I start getting all kinds of Amazon Prime specials at my local Whole Foods market. It's like, why am I getting this? I didn't care. Or the worst is when you sit and get the, oh, you bought this. Can you answer this question about this product? It's like, I bought that five years ago. I don't give a darn about that. They're soliciting your reviews. And you know, so there's a level of like yellow jacket to even something that, you know, you've subscribed to. And in this case, you have to be militant because it, this permission marketing aspect sometimes goes too far. Just because you have someone's email address doesn't mean you have their, you know, permission to annoy the crap out of them. And, and right now, like I said, I saw that list of emails that uh, ClickFunnels and that team had put me on. And I was just like, it's real easy for me to go unsubscribe all, click, go away. And if you're not aware of what that does, in the GDPR world of email, and in most email providers' uh, world, 
that means you blew it, bro. We're not letting you touch that person. That person needs to sign back in themselves and re-opt in in order to get anything. You can't go back in and just go, oh, they must have not meant that. I'll resubscribe them. Uh-uh, that doesn't work, okay? You have to abide by the rules of your email delivery company, whoever that is. It could be HubSpot, MailChimp, anyone. They are not gonna break those rules because you've heard of cam spam. It's, a, it's not a good thing right now. People's data is that much more important. So you have to uh, abide by the rules and not burn bridges. So in other words, don't become a yellow jacket. So anyway, I mean, I've had other examples. I, I mean, I'm picking on ClickFunnels here, but you know what? Like Marriott Bonvoy. I know you've probably seen those goofy TV ads with the Bonvoy, you know, what the heck is that supposed to mean? Well, that's their rewards program. They've rebranded it. And now I travel and have used Marriott hotels in the past. So they have all of their brands, even their Starwood. I've been a member of Starwood. So all my points and all that is merged under one. So I go to a stay and uh, use my Bonvoy, you know, card, whatever they, you know, have my number on there. So now they know I've been a, a recent user. Well, on top of it, I am getting constant uh, emails to sign up for their Marriott Bonvoy credit card. And if I wanted a credit card, uh, you know, I'll sign up for it, but I don't want a credit card. The same thing with Southwest Airlines. You book a flight through Southwest, they turn around and start hammering you with their Southwest Airlines credit card. I mean, to me, that's kind of like they're, they're pushing their, their agenda so much, but I went to Marriott just to stay at a hotel. I'm not planning on using their credit card. I have other rewards cards that cover all kinds of stuff and give me, give me cash back or miles or things like that that I prefer please stop hammering me with ways that you're going to charge me, you know, loan shark level interest on everything. I mean, come on, we all know how this game works. I have many friends in that industry. So yes, if you're listening, you're loan sharks. I know you, I got you. <laughs> so anyway, all of these things, I mean, Seth Godin even mentioned it. He said, you know, permission marketing is the privilege, not the right of delivering anticipated personal and relevant messages to people who actually want to get them. Boy, if you could just tattoo that on your brain right now, geez, we'd all be much better people instead of having to take hours to unsubscribe or to constantly put, you know, in spam. Now, mind you, Google has made it a little easier. There's the little unsubscribe button right at the top. Just go click, you know, which is great. But because it's that easy for people to do who have, you know, Gmail accounts. Remember, if they're getting your stuff through their Gmail, they can do it. And it goes right back to your, you know, your HubSpot, your ClickFunnels, whatever account you're using for email, and you can no longer email them. And you don't want to tick them off. So no yellow jackets. All right. So don't do any of those things if you can help it. Just think of your messaging. But Again, the Jeff Foxworthy, you might be a spammer, but his was, you might be a redneck. It, look it up on YouTube. It's, it's funny stuff. But you might be a spammer and don't even realize it. You see, I think there's a lot of businesses out there that have no idea of, you know, some of the rules here. You know, for instance, like scraping a list. 
I don't know if people don't realize that this is a bad thing because I have had so many prospects get on calls with me wanting to hire my firm and say, you know, oh yeah, yeah, we're going to email. We've got like thousands and thousands on our list. And I go, that's awesome. How did you acquire all that? And it's like, oh, over the years from, you know, conferences and this and that. And I go, at conferences, now did they, you know, were you, you at a booth, uh, you know, and did you have like a fishbowl where you're giving away something and they put their name in? Because, oh, no, 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 no. We just, you know, took the, uh, you know, the attendees list that they give you for, you know, for being a participant or a, a sponsor or whatever. And then we just, you know, plug them into our, our email address, you know, in our system. And I go, you know, that's list scraping and it's technically illegal. You're not supposed to do that. And they go, oh, no, 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 no. We had permission from them and stuff. It's like, all right. Um, did you realize that most conferences will let you email, usually within a certain window of time, relevant to the conference and that's it or sometimes they even have it so that it's a one-time use list and you can you know announce what booth you're at or whatever that is and that's it but so many companies feel because they they've spent so much money to sponsor and attend and and, and put up their booth and, and and hire people or sponsor full-on you know uh, happy hours and things they feel entitled to use that list and it doesn't matter how entitled you are, that is list scraping and it's a no-no. Because what ends up happening is all those people, first of all, these are the problems that can happen. Uh, one, you could get caught by the conference. And what if it's a conference you like to attend every year? It's a really good conference for you. The, the good conference people are smart enough to know that they will pepper in some names in there that are fake and they're going to go into another inbox somewhere and they're going to capture who's sending these, you know, and monitor how often you're sending them so that if you break their, their code of conduct, you won't be allowed back as a sponsor. You might not even be allowed to attend. Some of these conferences are getting pretty militant because people have come back to them and said, Hey, I think you're selling our lists because I attended your conference, I don't want to come anymore. And I mean, these are usually very niche marketed people like, you know, surgeons and, and these, these really high level people and they don't get that much email. So they know when someone's spamming them and if they complain, ooh, big problems for you. Another thing might be uh, if, you know, you attended, you scrape, or worse yet, you, you hire someone to go scrape lists. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that are more than happy to tell you that, oh yeah, yeah, they can find an email list for you. We can get you a lead list is what they call it. But it's not leads, they're just email names. And they're probably mostly bad and bounce. And that's, that is the kiss of death because when you get too many hard bounces, uh, your what we call domain authority starts to suffer. Because if your email address is like mine, it's you know at pollockmarketinggroup.com, well, pollockmarketinggroup.com is my domain and it has a level of email authority in you know the internet world and if i have too many hard bounces it's going to start kicking me in the butt and the email providers and all that are going to kind of re report back and say 
you know, this one's not so good. They're sending some sketchy stuff. So they kind of have their own little grading system. And the last thing you want is for your domain authority to go, you know, down the tubes because then these guys don't want to play with you. And it's really, really hard because I know a couple of clients I've had that I no longer have for these reasons. They kept trying to move from one email provider to another thinking they were going to outfox everybody. It's like, oh yeah, all right, cool. Here's what we'll do. Okay, we were over here. Now we're going to move to this guy and then that's going to be fine. Well, no, they're going to check you out. You know, it's like they do a little bit of a email background check. That's what domain authority is, is like. So you want to protect having good authority by not doing sketchy stuff like scraping email addresses. Uh, another way to uh, really kill your domain authority is to buy a list. List brokers are sketchy AF, okay? Don't go there. Even if they say, oh yeah, this is a great leads list, it's like, it's proven. Thing is, they don't have any way for them to prove it to you before you email them. Once you plug those babies into your system and send it, as soon as you get those hard bounces, you're already doomed. You've done the deed. You know, it's, it's like Adam and Eve and biting that apple. As soon as you bite that apple, boom, it's over. Don't do it. Don't buy lists, people. You saw me get on that uh, in my blog a few weeks back. So I, I'm never, ever, ever going to be on the side of buying lists. You'll never get me to agree to that. So, all right, so protect your domain authority at all costs. Don't become a spammer, even an inadvertent spammer, okay? Uh, another thing too is, as we were saying, that target's perspective, you might be spamming them because you think, oh, well, they bought something once for me, or they opted in once for me, so now I'm gonna go click funnels route, and I'm gonna put them on 50 lists. It's like, you know, just because I clicked on something does not mean I'm that interested. I might've just been interested in the topic. And then when I read it, I went, eh, not, not for me. But some systems are set up to immediately drop you onto a list. But anyway, here's what works, okay? I want you to understand that you kind of have to balance too much with not enough. And this is where the differences start to, to come into play between B2B and B2C. Now, B2C, Let's go back to our, our uh, travel agency aspect. You know, I'm gonna go book a flight and I'm going to go book a hotel or a rental car. That's a very finite time frame. So those B2Cs know that they've only got a certain amount of time before I'm gonna book that trip, whether it's with them or someone else, or that I'm gonna book that hotel with them or someone else, and they need to get that business up front. So they're going to barrage me early on with that kind of information. And then maybe after the time frame, because of course you pretty much go on these sites, you plug in your dates, you, you know, they know where you're going. They know how many, how many people are going and they know what dates are going. So they completely can tailor their, their uh, email experience towards that. So once they've got you in there, they're going to hit you hard. That goes the same for every single B2C because in a you know, B2C environment, those kinds of, you know, those are emotional. Those are an emotional purchase. Those are, uh, you know, maybe even an impulse buy, if you will. So you want to get them quick before that, you know, that, that uh, feeling leaves them. So you've got to kind of hit them hard. Now, B2B, completely different. 
you still have to play by the rules of you know top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. Hi Macy, Macy's barking and getting in the podcast as usual. Hi Macy. Anyhow, so we ended up with B2Bs. Where was I at? Okay, so top of funnel, you've got to play awareness games, all right? And you need to be speaking to your, you know, how they feel about joining you in your product and in your services, okay? But their perspective, their problems. So that's the message you're sending there. As they move further in, now they're willing to hear about the features and why you're different. And so those are always unique you know, to each of your businesses, the cadence may be different. You know that your sales cycle may take six weeks or 10 weeks. It depends. You know, there might be a lot of layers of people in the decision tree to decide to work with your company. You have to think all those things through. So that way you can't be spamming them. But you, you may have an actual sequence. Maybe they uh, clicked on something to get a demo of your product. Well, that's a little bit more commitment, right? So now they're a little further along. They want to actually talk to you and see what you have. They're willing to engage in a sale. So now you have to kind of look at this and say, all right, what kind of communication do I have with this person before the demo? After the demo, how was the demo go? And what kind of triggers do you have inside your email marketing platform, your CRM, whatever that is, to tell the system, okay, Joe came on, he said, I want a demo, I'm going to attend the demo, I've heard the demo, now whoever did the demo within your company should probably you know, rate like the urgency level of Joe and add some things to the CRM, you know, to find out what's going on with Joe. And that should then trigger the next sequence. Very few people should just go through a demo sequence and just stay the course. There needs to be kind of an if then statement. If it's a, a, a quick close, then they should be going through a more quick close sequence. If they're a longer close, longer cycle for them, maybe they, they sit on a, a longer drip, okay? You have to plan for this. That's why email tends to confound people and businesses in general because they say, oh God, there's so much writing, so much planning. Oh my God, I can't even do that. I'll just put them on my weekly blah, blah, blah list. And so they just say, set it and forget it. That doesn't work. <laughs> so if your email is not working, it's probably because you've gotten yourself exhausted and you haven't thought this through. You really need to. And even though Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels kind of piss me off, I'm sure that at some point those sequences are very well thought through. I don't know if I ended up on those lists though for the right reasons. So that was kind of the entry level of that was wrong, but the sequence themselves are probably very good. I would give them credit for doing that. Um, all right, so what else? Another one uh, that really, really works are the clear opt-ins. Make sure it's very, very unique to what's been discussed. You, you might have like three different product groups or maybe three different pricing models around your single product. Don't put somebody in the top pricing you know, sequence first 
if you know trying to move them up they're not ready they may be down in the lower level the only move they might be able to make is the next level up you can give them the options to check out the next you know the next cool thing in your your group maybe they didn't realize that they could afford your middle tier you know those kinds of things you have to think what could this person conceivably do from that email that I'm talking about? And am I staying on topic? So clear opt-ins and unique, you know, sequences based on the, the interests of that particular, you know, subscriber. And then this is, this is the uh, click funnels like error again, I'm totally harping on them, but sequences need to end or have some kind of if this then end that sequence and then move them to another don't just leave them rolling on the same old sequence and then just add them to another i think that that's what had happened to me and that's why i'm on so many lists for click funnels they never took me off of a sequence they just added me to another and unfortunately my inbox is just too stuffed with their their propaganda that I'm not paying attention to any of it now. So that's a boo-boo, don't do that, okay? Unless you know you think you are the stuff and you're the only game in town. I doubt that's you. So let us make sure you have a trigger set to end the sequence that they're on and move them to another, okay? And if they get to a certain level of closing, all right, once they hit your like lead scoring level and start to move into like a, you know, a sales qualified lead and your salespeople are starting to have meetings, like a demo would be a perfect example. If a, if a demo has been scheduled and they actually attended it and your, your salesperson has, you know, plugged in like dates that they would potentially close and stuff, stop your marketing emails and start sales emails. They're different. They have a different tone to them. You don't want to, you know, be warming them up with features and benefits that they already know about because they've dug into your demo. You look like an idiot if you keep them on those marketing sequences. And frankly, if you're in an organization that has like salespeople, they tend to get really ticked off if marketing is barraging them with you know, what they, what sales would say is dumb emails uh, that while I'm sitting here really trying to close on this guy, because I want to like control that communication. That's why Salesforce and other CRMs have kind of their own separate email functionality for the salespeople to directly email and communicate with a prospect. Because when they get to a certain point, they sit and say, okay, we're going to really, you know, do this thing. And I want to talk and I want to send them, you know, maybe PDFs and, and product, very specific product sheets, you know, give them that opportunity. So, you know, think about that. All right. And then next, uh, you know, is to also make sure if you're going to do a weekly or a biweekly or a monthly kind of newsletter, make sure the information is current and helpful to that particular, you know, segment that's relevant to your group. I mean, my, my emails hopefully are helpful. I usually focus on one of my podcasts, which is always a current event, like we're talking about here. Email is pretty much, people will spam forever as much as we try to keep them from doing it. But too bad, we, you know, I, I wanna still 
you know, impart some wisdom here for those who want to hear it. And then I also remind the people who maybe don't pay attention to social, don't jump on my blog, some of the articles that were important that week. They may have missed it, maybe one or two of them, maybe none of them are relevant to their, their info that week. But I like to just remind people because I know that a lot of people, you know, think that they're going to get to, uh, you know, emails or reading and they don't. So a little reminder. So all of this, what can you do today to actually get some stuff done? All right. If you're emailing regularly, you know, two, two different groups, if you're emailing regularly and the people who aren't, okay. So first the people who are emailing right now regularly. All right, look at your rates, look at your open rates and look at your click rates. Both of those are telling you a ton of information about your list. If your ratios are crappy and your open weights are crappy, that means you probably aren't emailing the right people. There's Macy again. Uh, as it turns out, take a look at your list. Are you getting the right people on your list? Are you putting them on your list and you know, expecting them to be wowed by your content. You know, a lot of people just don't unsubscribe because it's such a pain in the butt to do sometimes. Uh, and then you wanna look at your open rates. Uh, open rates, click rates, I'm sorry, click rates. What are you having them click on, okay? It's important that they, that the stuff that you're asking them to do is relevant to, you know, where they are in your sales cycle. You know, if they're in the right place, then you know, make sure you're giving them something worth clicking on. Now keep in mind too, that free stuff is going to have a higher perceived value with less friction. So people are gonna click on that more. So see what they clicked on, you know, what was the offer? Did they maybe, you know, did you try to close for a call too early or too passively even? And that had less perceived value to somebody maybe at the top of your selling cycle, right? Because they're not there yet. And then they go to, you know, that's going to be more high friction. So they're just not going to be there. So, so monitor that. Now, if you're not emailing regularly, first of all, my question to you is why the heck not? Because that's pretty dumb of you. You've got a list of people. You should be trying to reach them. All right. So ask yourself, why aren't you? You know, maybe you don't have enough content to share. Maybe you need to start working on your content game a little bit more so that you have something worth sharing, that you can add some additional value to the relationship with them. And then also, maybe you're dealing with team issues or resource issues. You don't have someone who can manage this on a regular basis. Now, I mean, to me, that's not, that's just an excuse because it's so inexpensive to get someone uh, to, to monitor that kind of work and, you know, do email work for you. I, I think if you don't have somebody in-house, you should just outsource it anyway and just get it done. So keep in mind too, if you are kind of doing this in fits and starts, uh, that infrequency tends to erode the trust that they have with your brand. You know, because if they're coming to expect something from you every week or every two weeks or every month, and then you blow a month, they, they really kind of go, wow, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to forget. They're probably not going to be looking for your email, but when you get, send the next one, they're going to be like, wow, it's been a while since I've heard from them. 
you know, I wonder if they just like, you know, let the, you know, the, the whole thing fall apart. You know, it just doesn't work well. So, you know, keep that in mind, you know, that you're working on that trust factor and you want to make sure that that's, that's working for you. So, all right. So in general, you just have to make sure that you're looking at them as, you know, these are potential clients for you. If someone gets on your list, they got on it at some point in time for something. They came through, you know, maybe for you had a lead magnet or a demo or a giveaway or you had a fishbowl at the conference, but you want to continuously nurture that relationship with that person. So, you know, keep in mind that, yeah, they may not unsubscribe, but they may not be relevant anymore. Now, that's not reason to just clear your list and say, oh, you know, be damned. Uh, I, I, I'm going to just start over because I think people will unsubscribe or just let you go to their spam, you know, folder. And you know what? It's not harming your domain authority. So don't worry about it. It, you know, they don't monitor where in the inbox it's going. They do, you know, check your open rates and stuff, but you know what? It's like, there's lots of, lots of companies with, you know, thousands and thousands of names on their list that don't, you know, don't, get open. So big deal. But be very, very cautious with becoming a spammer, dealing with sketchy lists, and, and, and take time to plan out these workflows. The benefit is going to be huge for you. All right. Hey, have a great day. That's all for now. Sorry if this went a little long, but boy, I was fired up about this topic that I really wanted to share. All right. Hey, have a good one. If you're like most businesses, you're probably trying to generate leads in a lot of different ways. But are you doing it right? Want to find out? Hey, join my free Facebook group, Leads Unlimited. Same name as this podcast. I personally jump in every day answering your marketing questions. Plus, there are lots of other business owners and marketers in the group who also offer their input. It's a great place to collaborate and get daily inspiration for your lead generation and get your questions answered. The group link is in the show notes or just search Leads Unlimited in Facebook.